You are listening to the Steadfast Life Podcast with Jake and Witt, where we take your questions and offer our answers. We're here to give you what you're looking for, whether that's value, entertainment, or just some laughs. Jake. Yes, Witt. What is the question? I'll read it the way that it comes. My husband's lack of appreciation is causing resentment. And so how do I go about asking him to show more appreciation or to be more appreciative? But I'm going to kind of reframe that question and just say, how do I ask my spouse for more recognition or or appreciation? Side question. Have you ever wanted more appreciation from me? Never. I used to struggle with it. And then I saw this TikTok (laughs) and it really explained how... How, how the whole dynamic works and that from that moment on yeah. yeah our relationship's been solid yeah for those of you that are listening on our podcast if you have not yet go find me on tiktok and i will be changing your life yep just like it changed mine <laughs> there's actually a tiktok on this exact topic that popped up on there yeah it's at wit the life coach total side note it sounds like you've got some time put into thinking about this type of question what'd you come up with being a woman that i am that you are as women we tend to put lots of expectations on ourselves, and when that when we do that and we fall into the trap we want appreciation and we want approval or validation or like hey i see you thank you and i know that i have fallen into that trap in the past and I don't live from that place anymore. And so I feel like I'm not answering the question, but I know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, basically, so the question is saying, how can I get my partner to acknowledge me more? Oh. And with saying you You don't. (laughs) I guess it won't happen. What you want is to get you to acknowledge you more. I didn't say and, that. And that's what her TikTok was about. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm reading into it because I've seen the TikTok. I was, TikTok. I was educated by wit that's over right. here. And so I know the answer. Yeah. Yes. So thank you for getting me back on track. You're welcome. When I have fallen into that trap, I realized that Jake does appreciate everything that I do. And sometimes he says it, sometimes he doesn't. What I was missing was me appreciating all that I do and then making sure that what I'm doing is actually what I want to be doing, framing it that way. I want to do the laundry to be a good wife or mom, or I don't want to do the laundry to be a good mom or wife. And so I'm going to communicate, hey, I'm not doing your laundry. If you want your laundry done, then you're going to have to do it. Exactly. There is a cool piece of this because what ends up happening is we start pushing on our own self-worth, our own value, and our own significance and where we're getting it. And when we push on that, what gets exposed is our values, the values that we live our life from. And so if I were to take on a value that I would like to espouse, a value that I really want to have in my life, that my marriage is above work, for example, that, that my marriage is above my own like kind of ego or, or self-interest, I guess, would be an, another way to put this. But let's just take work because that's an easy example. That I want the value that my marriage is above work. So then 
I take a situation where let's say I'm going out to a nine to five job. I know a lot of dudes deal with this, that, that they have this feeling that I'm supposed to provide, you know, like similar. Yeah. And so they're out and they're doing stuff they don't want to do. You know, like I, I don't even like my job. I'm stuck in this cubicle and I'm doing this stuff, but I'm doing it for my family. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, and I hate it. And then they come home and no one's really saying like, hey, thanks for working today. You know, right. they're saying like, no, I need your attention now. And, and you're like, ah, oh, I just need a rest. Like, just give me a minute to watch some TV or chill out or reset my mind because I've been slaving for you all day. And so the interesting value awareness that comes into that is that if you notice that you're doing work that causes resentment in your family, stop it. <laughs> and and that, that's like, a, it, you know, it really does put the value because if you are willing to sacrifice your family, if you're willing to let the resentment grow, if, if you're willing to, to just hate it there and come home, like I've done, I resent my family because of how much slaving I've put in at the office, you're actually valuing your work over your family. Mm. And, and that sometimes that doesn't get brought to light until the heads meet like this, you know, until there's yeah. a clash in values. Yeah. But similarly with dishes or, or laundry, that's a question I ask myself. If I'm unloading a dishwasher, I check, is this making me resent with that I'm doing this? Mm-hmm. Because if it is, I'm out. I value this more than a clean dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And, and so I will leave oh, the dishes, you know, like I, I will say, I'm not doing it. If it's going to cause resentment, my marriage comes first. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I, I think there's some really powerful points in there. And I think it can be a super easy shift that just requires you to notice, am I re- feeling resentful? Mm-hmm. Am I feeling unappreciated? And then do I want to continue to resent and feel unappreciated? And assuming that you don't, then that shift is as simple as I'm going to ask what I want to do as a wife or mom. And now you're when you're doing the things that you're doing, you're doing it because you want to do it because that's a value for you. It's a really good question. If I were to think, go back to the dishes and I do unload the dishwasher, it doesn't cause so much resentment that I stop, (laughs) but I would. But what I do instead is I think, well, what would I want? Ideally, what would I want Wit to be saying? Whoa, I'm so lucky I got a husband that unloads the dishwasher. Like there are women all out there that that want this and I got it. And and to come over and probably give me a kiss and, and, you know, (laughs) that's kind of what I'm saying to myself as I'm unloading dishwasher. I'm like, man, Wit is lucky. There are a lot of women out there that don't have a husband that will do this. And Wit has one. That is true. She, She really got a great husband and... I'm giving myself that validation and now I'm not hunting for it from her where everything I do is trying to manipulate a comment from Uh her. It's I'm providing it for myself. If Jake's not doing that, then when I notice that he put the wrong dish in the wrong place and I say, oh, babe, this goes here, remember? Or, oh, then he's not feeling defensive. Mm -hmm because he's already feeling unappreciated and now it turns into conflict. It's so important that we're giving ourselves that validation and that appreciation so that when we're just communicating as humans, then it's not a trigger Mm -hmm. to feel offended or really have evidence that, see, 
were not appreciated. Yeah, and, and there's resistance that comes with this because you're like, no, I don't want it from me. I want it from them. But I heard a coach say, in that scenario, you're now asking them to do something for you that you are unwilling to do for yourself. And I was like, whoa, yeah. that really is a perspective that I need to own. Yeah. That if I'm not willing to give myself validation, why am I asking someone else to do it for me? Yeah. And it kind of changes that whole dynamic. Question number two. It's so funny. I have to point out that anytime you exaggerate or like give enthusiasm, it scares Duke. <laughs> He'll lift his head up like, what's wrong? And then he'll know that we're just filming a YouTube oh, that, and then they'll go back to sleep. He's like, that. that's just Jig being extra. <laughs> exactly, Duke. Now you get it. Okay, question number two is... It's for when we disagree. When we both have ideas, two different ideas of a solution to a problem, mm -hmm. how do we choose one without feeling like one person was told they were wrong and one person was told they were right? Yeah, that's super easy. We just go with mine. <laughs> and I manage my mind because I'm the best at it. And so we just go with what solutions. It's the best. You should try it. Yeah. Women I, rule, I, men drool. Men, men rule at, at handling it. Yeah. Funny. We don't disagree often, but our brains do operate very differently. And, and this doesn't need to be disagreement like something that even comes to an argument. It could just be two different paths. <laughs> Suddenly it's becoming one. It could be two different courses of action. Okay. And and you're you're thinking, oh, well, we should take the Mustang. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, oh, we should take the Jeep. Yeah, definitely the Mustang. Always <laughs> over the Jeep. <laughs> no joking. Serious. No, always joking. Um, see, we disagree all the time. So what do we do in those situations? We benefited at one point from some coaching. We we got coaching blended from family yeah, coaching. blended family coaching. Thanks, Mike, Mike and Cam. Mike and Cam coaching. They suggested that when when Wit has an idea and I have an idea, that makes two ideas. And with two ideas, if you pick one, the other one's wrong. The switch is that you make six ideas. Mm -hmm. And so we have to brainstorm until we come up with six solutions to this. We could walk, we could take the Jeep, we could take the Mustang, we could get a bus, we could call an Uber. We could, you know, like you're yeah. like, okay, what are, what are six ways that we could do this? And then we're going to pick from those six, which is the one that we decide, we pursue mm -hmm. together. And it, it works in a, a couple of ways. One is that six are hard to come up with. And so yeah. you end up coming up with some really off the wall ideas and it kind of gives some distance to the situation mm -hmm. because you're already in a little bit, it, it gets a little playful when you're trying to come up with six. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. And then the other thing is that when you pick one, it's not a mine versus yours, you versus me. It's what's best for us. Mm -hmm. And so then what you also miss out on is this idea of even with six and this conversation and we choose the path we're going to go, we're still wrong. <laughs> a lot of the times it doesn't go yeah. in, in the best way ever, but it's not now the scenario where it's like, but you said we did your idea and now we're in the wrong spot. And you know, that gets taken away. Yeah. Because we went through this process of, no, let's look at six inches. Full transparency, we don't come up with six in our daily life right. as we're just like living life. It has helped us to be more open-minded and not think, oh, it's my idea versus your idea or mm. you're wrong or I'm wrong. But really just let's have a 
open conversation without needing it to be our way and what goal are we trying to get at what are we working towards like let's let's get clear on where we want to be going so that when we're going through the decision making process we're not losing sight of what's really actually important. <laughs> yeah, and that, that we know why we chose. Yeah. Because it is, if you have a relationship where either one person's the leader all the time, or even when you alternate being the leaders, okay, well you picked last time, so I'll pick this time, kind of a scenario. It's a lot of pressure every time you're the leader because now perfection is required, otherwise the other person was right, and you guys are against each other in the pursuit. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're trying to avoid. What we want, our, our number one goal is connection. And so the idea here is that, that before we go, maybe not with the Mustang Jeep example, but in bigger, heavier things in life, mm -hmm. that where we come to first is right or wrong, we're pursuing this together. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of, that keeps us connected because if it's the other way, if it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll do your thing, and then it better be right. Well, that's awful. That's terrible yeah. because no one knows the future. Like it, it, you're gonna be wrong. And so now it's either perfection or disconnection. And I'm not interested in that game to be yeah. played with our marriage. Sometimes I feel very passionate about my way. And in that moment, when I notice that, I will intentionally choose to say yes to Jake's way out of love. Not like a, oh, I'm going to do this for him so that he'll owe me something. <laughs> it, truly, it's, it's with the purest intention of, oh, okay, I can see that I am feeling very passionate about my way. And so I'm just going to choose to lay my passion aside and say yes to Jake out of love. And what that offers is this reminder that it's not about getting it right, like you're saying, or, or doing it the perfect way. It's about the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so when we're choosing to show up that way, it really helps us to stay connected, even in the midst of some more heavy topics, because we're building trust, we're building connection, and we're doing it from a place of love rather than who's going to be right or wrong pressure. Yeah. There is a, there's a country song that makes me think of, I know I'm going to butcher these words, but he says something along the lines of, you know, he's kind of saying, I like it this way. I, you know, I, I like the, she likes the Beatles. I like the stones, I guess is like kind of the song. And he goes back and forth on all these different things. And, um, she likes romantic movies. I like Indiana Jones. Like where, yeah, where, where he comes to the conclusion is that even if I'm always right and, and you're always wrong, I'm good with that. As long as you're wrong with your hand in my hand. Mm -hmm. It's an accurate representation of what we're describing. Yeah. That if I look at our decision making, I'd rather I'd rather be wrong together mm -hmm. than for sure wrong apart. But even you know even than wrong apart to be honest. Right apart. Yeah, right, right apart. apart. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather be wrong that. together than right apart. Let's let's choose that. All right. As <laughs> long as you're wrong with your hand in my hand. <laughs> as Whit and I have embarked on this journey of making our own change and helping clients do the same. One thing that we've noticed is that the change that's really worth making is usually not a one and done kind of thing. That the key factor is the ability to do it daily, to be consistent, to remain steadfast. 
We believe this so much that we have named our company after it and we've created a program intentionally designed to build your consistency. We wanna build your consistency to trust yourself. So we called it Trust You. If you're ready to become the person that doesn't just renew your mind, but renews your mind daily, head over to steadfastlifecoaching.com and check it out.